0: Hey Rebels, welcome to another edition of Rebel Parenting. I'm your host, Ryan Dobson, joined by my wife, Laura. We've got an interesting program for you today. It's sponsored by Circle, the digital monitoring device for your home. This is something Laura and I have in our home. There's all kinds of text that they want you to read. I'm just going to tell you about it. You plug it in, you um, work it through your phone. There's an app. It's super easy to use. I set it up on our home and then you monitor all the digital activity going on in your home. It is so clever and it's so easy to use. If you've got teenagers or preteens in your home, you can set time limits on all the apps they use. I mean, everything from Netflix to Snapchat. Time limit, you can see how much time they've spent on there. You know, oh mom, I was only on Facebook for five minutes. Really? Circle says 25. Well, it just gives them the chance to be honest with you about what's going on. You can set time limits, bedtimes. It filters out porn. And it's a hundred bucks. It's super cheap. That's one time, one price. Plug it in. It updates all the time. Any new app that comes out, they're updating it. And you can find a link to that at rebelparenting.org. It's sponsored by Circle. Matt McKee is our guest today. He works uh, with them as well, and he's got a book called Parent Chat. And this program today probably gets the awkward program of the month pro uh, award because Matt McKee and Laura and I talk about the subject of pornography and your kids. One, how do you protect them from it? Two, how do you talk to them about it when it enters your home? Because here's the truth, people. More than likely, unless you're getting something like Circle and Net Nanny and other things, it's going to enter your home. If not... It might in someone else's. And so it's better to be prepared than to be caught off balance. If your kids stumble onto porn or if they already have, let's talk about it. Let's figure out how so that we're prepared for these things. Matt McKee, what a brave guy to talk about this subject on our program, Rebel Parenting, bringing you broadcasts like nowhere else right here on this program also catch me live monday and friday on rebel live facebook.com slash jryan dobson 8 pacific 11 eastern that's rebel live also i'm blowing up the instagram feed at rebel parenting without any further ado let's jump into this program because you need to be prepared for how to talk to your kids about pornography and get some tools to protect them for it thank you circle for sponsoring our broadcast today with matt mckee right here on rebel parenting Matt, thank you for coming on the broadcast today and helping parents get over the fear of technology and the internet and what are their kids going to stumble on and really taking a proactive approach to technology, pornography, and our kids' online safety. So thanks for being on Rebel Parenting today.
1: Well, thank you. And you know what? I mean, being a rebel parent today, a lot of times, I think, has to do with deciding that you're going to jump into technology mm. in a way that is productive uh, and is a way that helps you as a family have a healthy relationship with technology. So yeah. uh, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time.
0: Oh, well, it's you're helping us out. You've written a book called Parent Chat, and it's one of the things parents keep talking to us about. And... I think anybody that's, you know I'm almost 47 years old, I love technology, I'm big in the internet, but I can remember getting our first cable box, and my parents blocked MTV, and because they did, I didn't, honestly at the time, I didn't know about pornography at the time, but I did know about MTV, and I set out to figure out how do I hack the cable box, and within the first week of having a cable box, I hacked it and watched MTV the rest of the time we had it. And as a parent, I know, I watch my son. He's better at video games than I'll ever hope to be. He's better at technology than I'm going to be. And I'm really good at it. I used to get paid to do it. As a parent, that scares me because I know how insidious the internet can be. As parents listening, is it hopeless? Is it just there's nothing we can do? Our kids are gonna get stuck in this trap. Is there anything we can do for it?
1: So you bring up a couple of great points. Uh, first and foremost, most parents come to technology in this place of fear, and they don't have a lot of hope. Yeah. And the reason that is is, you know, you look at a two-year-old, they get it on, a, on an iPad, and then all of a sudden they're like, wow, they swiped it open. They've launched the app that they wanted. They're two years old. Oh, no. They <laughs> know more than I do. Yeah. yeah. And And that's just – I mean, that's reality. It's like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to be able – to catch up because they're so far ahead. Yeah. And, and here's the hope. Guess what? The same things that our parents did with us growing up are a lot of the same things that parents need to do today. And it will help them win on this technology front. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that. You know, you, you talked about the cable box coming into your house. Yeah. Well, more than likely, your parents when they decided to bring the cable box in, it was really an efficiency, an entertainment, an effectiveness question. And that question was, what is that technology going to do for me? So for them, it was, hey, it's going to let me you know, decompress for 30 minutes today. Yeah. Now, for you, know, for you asked you a totally different question. Not what will that do for me, but what will it do? And because you asked what it will do, well, you went in and you hacked it. You went in and you said, okay, not only can I get past that uh, deal that my parents tried to block, but you probably discovered some other things. So you came at it at a much more curious idea. Mm. And if we can just get parents to go, hey, I want to now be more curious with technology, then I think they would be much less fearful and it would actually give them more hope.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree. And here's the thing too, parents, it's very, very hard to do. But what you approach with fear becomes tantalizing to a kid. Yeah. It just does. I mean, for me, my parents, uh, you know, me being reckless and dangerous scared them, and it gave me a thrill. One, I had a little bit of power. I could control my parents' emotions. Two, it gave me a shot of adrenaline. Well, I became an adrenaline junkie. It was I was probably born that way, and I fostered it as well. But when you can approach it with a, wow, this is so amazing, what's it like? Hmm. Well, then it's, it's an exciting thing, not a fear-based thing.
1: Well, and not only that, I mean, kids are not really looking for trouble. They're just looking to explore. Yeah. And exploration leads them into trouble or leads them into areas that they didn't really want to be in. I mean, a prime example of that is uh, my oldest son. His name's Patriot. He's 12 years old today. But three years ago, he was on an iPad, him and some buddies. They were on YouTube. And just like every person today, we're two clicks away from pornography from YouTube. Uh, So at nine years old, he was introduced. Mm. Well, that introduction didn't stop there. It led to him being more curious, which led him to... Uh, having, you know, more explorations out on the internet until one night I'm sitting there with him at bedtime and I go, Hey bud, what's the, you know, what's the most interesting thing you've seen recently? And he's like, dad, did you know that Superman and wonder woman take off their clothes sometimes? I mean, at nine years old, that's when I knew, Oh no. Like the lion is out of the cage and I can't get that back in.
0: Yeah. So as a parent, where where were you? Where did you go at that moment? I mean, I'm just thinking as me, I've got a 10-year-old, you had a 9-year-old. If Lincoln came to me and was like, guess what, Dad, and he said that, I'm just trying to think of, you know, first, my brain tried to explain it away. No, 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 can't possibly happen. He didn't, no, it didn't really happen. And then... Once you figure out, oh, yeah, that happened, how far has it gone? I just had a minister leader call me a couple months ago. He's got a 13-year-old. He was uh freshman in high school, went to lunch in the cafeteria, public school, and kids at the other end of the table were surrounded around a phone. He went and looked, saw porn for the first time. I mean, it's just, it's out there. Where did you go as a dad? and? What would you tell other parents? let's say it happens to me, and I call you be, you know I get a chance to pause reality you know it's a it's a movie, it's that Adam Sandler movie. I hit the remote, everything pauses. My son doesn't finish a sentence. I come to you. what do you say in that moment? How do you not go, "Oh no, and freak your kid out
1: yeah, well i for some reason, and I'm gonna say uh this was truly a god moment, um uh, my very first words were. Uh, We're going to get through this together. I'm never going to yell at you over this subject. I'm never going to um, come after you in an angry way uh, when looking at this subject. But just know that for the rest of your lives, you're going to have to deal with this. Mm. And we're going to start with you and I. Mm. And then we brought uh, my wife, you know, into the picture. And we said, okay, we're going to have to deal with this as a family. And it went way beyond just adult material. It went into, how are we dealing with technology? And uh, because it is so pervasive, because it is so, um, I mean, it's just, it's always in our face and it's Mm -hmm. always connected. So there were just different questions we had to answer, and there were different things that we had to do as a family. Um, And it started because of adult material, but it wasn't, that was not the end.
0: What were some of the questions that you guys asked?
1: So we looked at each other and we said, okay,
0: uh, what's a good,
1: what's a good time limit, um, for, uh, our consumption. And, you know, for us, we, we talk a lot in our family about consumption versus creation. So, you know, in technology, you can do both. You can consume and you can go to Facebook and, you know, hopefully say happy birthday to somebody, but then, you know, also two and a half hours later, you go, how in the world. Am I still here yeah. because okay. it's just always consuming. Right. Uh, so, you know, the very first question we said was, okay, what's a good just time? Uh, what would you feel good about um, at the end of the day saying that you watched? Uh, what just time limits uh, yeah. on YouTube? No, on I love Minecraft. that. What
0: was it? Can I ask what it was? I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> so uh, our kids said an hour. They said, look, if we if we had an hour on YouTube. Now, for some families, they're like, there's no way I'm going to do that. And then the, for other families, they're like, only an hour? Yeah. Like, sure, sure, oh, sure. On three hours a day. So, you know, it's just, it's arbitrary. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But we're not, we're
0: not giving shame. That, we're not throwing shame on any parents for anything. At, yeah, you know, I it's was just, just curious. Yeah. Yeah. We're not that show. Yeah, we're so, just saying if you want to get a little better, awesome. This is the place for you. and no, I love that. I, I really do. I really do love the way, and, and I want to get back into the time limits, but there is a good distinction, and, and you're being more helpful by saying that consumption versus creation. You know, if you are an artist and you're working on an art project or a design or a drawing or if you're editing a video yeah, yeah. or if you're writing a story or, Making you know, there's that's a really good one because it allows kids to start thinking creatively about that time. I know my son loves the screen. He loves it like I do. And if we give him this distinction, he's going to start thinking creatively, how can I use this to create something that makes mom and dad happy. That's a great distinction. Love mm. it. What else? What are, yeah.
1: Which, you know, has led to my now 10-year-old, uh, he has his own YouTube channel, and he uploads a corny comedy joke of the day, and he's got followers. And, you know, so he looks at YouTube totally different than, what can I get from it, yeah. but what can I create into it? Mm-hmm. So really, where that, where that really stemmed from was, you know, just, The three different paths that I think parents can take when it comes to technology. First is rejection. You're not going to do it. It's just, you know, we're keeping it out of our house. And and I tell parents that say that, good luck. At the end of the day, you're going to lose all influence with your kids. And when they leave the house, you're not going to have any influence anymore. anymore. So if you go down that rejection route, you're just going to lose.
0: Yeah. And Matt, I want to jump in there. I really do, because, you know, I've been around the country speaking for a long time, and there is an isolationist. Mentality amongst some faith believers. And that isolationist mentality doesn't work. It just plain doesn't work. You've got to talk to your kids. You've got to be open about that. They have friends whose parents don't have your rules. They will leave your home at some point. And the tactic to take isn't when they leave their your home. Well, I told them what's right and wrong. If you choose it, it's your fault, not mine. If you've not prepared them for the choices they're going to have to make to be able to see the things they're going to see and then to choose right or wrong. If you haven't prepared them for it, then it's going to fall on your shoulders. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to throw shame and guilt. I hate doing that. And this is the time for a parent to step in.
1: Well, so rejection isn't the answer. Uh, I, yeah. And, you know, because it, it will. It leads to lack of influence. Uh, the next one is full acceptance. Like, hey, every new app, every new piece of hardware, everything in the world, we're just going to accept and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. And really what that leads to is where we are today with most parents, and that's just fear. And you can't lead from fear. So there has to be at least a third way, and it really does come back to creation versus consumption. It comes back to purpose. And so if you can take the path of purpose and giving your kids purpose around technology, then you can win as a parent. And it's, okay, what is the purpose behind that app? What's the purpose behind that, uh, that iPhone? What's the purpose behind that table box? What are we hoping to accomplish? And that question will drive a lot of change in a lot of families today. That's perfect. Thank you. I, and I know for moms sitting out there listening, that's just a great distinction. What, um, what are some of the wrong questions to ask or to throw out there? Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the one of the things is, uh, you know, and here's the question that I get all the time. Uh, at what age do I give my son or daughter a cell phone? Oh, yeah. Like, yes. I, 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 so and I think that's the wrong question, because, at the you know, when you look and you go, OK, um, yes, we have a time in our society in most states that say you have to be 16 to drive because I said, look, maturity and all those different things. So the question is not when is it okay for me to give my son or daughter a cell phone? The question is when do I want my son or daughter to be able to go off on their own and I want them to have the ability to call me because here's the stat by the end of this year, it's projected that more eight-year-olds will have smartphones than those that don't in America, Whoa! which is mind blowing. That is mind blowing. (laughs) So, So parents, Uh, You're okay with your eight-year-old going off by themselves at Disney World, uh, one of the safest places in the world. You're okay with that as long as they have a cell phone. If that's that's your answer, then congratulations. Hmm. But that means that you have to have so many other conversations and Mm understanding and even agreements in place.
0: uh, So, Matt, why is that the question, though? Why is it the question of if you give your kid a smartphone, it's akin to letting them go out at Disney World without supervision, just to go off and explore on their own for a whole day. Why is that your question? Why are those two things equal?
1: Well, uh, so growing up, you know, it, most uh, parents and most people picked the, their neighborhoods, picked the areas uh, that they allowed their kids to kind of go. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, they would say, hey, come back at night. And the reason they knew that we could come back at night is because they knew that there was this safe place. They knew that we could only go so far on our bikes. They knew what neighbors that they would call, all of these different things that were physical boundaries. And with technology, because we're now connected, it would seem like, hey, uh, they're now safe because that's what the cell phone at least gives us the uh, illusion of being uh, as long as we're connected. And again, that's really not the case. Uh, That connection doesn't always lead to safety, but um, you know, so whenever you're saying, I allow you to then go off on your own, then, you know, that's, that's really when you're saying, I, I believe that you can then go do whatever you want because you're, there are more and more stories out there of kids who have cell phones who are taking uh, Uber to school. And Uber will pick up anybody who calls them. So, uh, you know, somebody will pick up and, hey, I now need to get to school. But well, that's a nine-year-old. A nine-year-old's getting in the car. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that person's taking them to school. So what you've just done is you now have given the ability for that nine-year-old to be able to, to go out way beyond any bike. Mm -hmm. that you would have given them, any area that you would have said. So that's just what parents need to understand.
0: Totally. And for parents listening going, oh, come on, Matt, Ryan, Laura, that's crazy. It's not crazy. I was talking to someone just a few weeks ago that they let, and not only that, I was talking to somebody, I heard someone on the radio talking about it. They were letting their 12-year-olds take Uber to the Getty Museum in downtown Los Angeles. You know, it was just It was a school day, and their kid needed a quote-unquote mental health day, and they took an Uber to the Getty to go look at paintings and pictures for the day, and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. What? You know, uh, you look at it, and you're like, well, there's probably safeguards, but I thought, wow, your 12-year-old must be super, super mature and know how to handle themselves in lots of different situations, but the reality is probably not. Maybe that was a bit too risky. Yeah. And that may be,
1: you know, on the extreme, but again, you know, it comes back to if that's really where the parents come down, Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, I I think what we're going to see is this, we're going to see, um, just like we did with cars, there's going to be regulations around uh, all of this technology stuff. And, um, I, I, I think that's not always a bad thing. Um, it's, and I think it's going to be a reaction to some of those types of stories. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So I agree.
0: how do we create these agreements with our children?
1: Well, you know, I um, I put up a sample uh, on parentchat.com. I put up a cell phone agreement. And that really is, it's very similar to, uh, your driver's license. There's going to be a time, a permit time that yeah. uh, mom and dad are going to go along with the kid, and then there's going to be a, a license time where you're going to have curfews and you know. So if you come back after curfew or if you go outside of the parameters and in, in technology, we're going to take away the keys um, because most parents today understand the dangers and all the different things that came along with the car, right? And really, the phone has replaced the car.
0: Yep. I agree. Okay. I agree totally. totally. And you know, the truth is, the phone's probably a little more dangerous. There's probably a little more that can go wrong <laughs> with a phone than in the car. You know, the consequences are just more aimed at your own children than other people's kids. You know, what you're worried about with your kids, them getting to an accident, getting hurt, hurting other people. With phones, it's all about your own kid. So, Matt, I started testing out a device. I've talked about it a couple of times on the air. It's called Circle. You and I can talk about this. You've been using it too. This, for me, um, it doesn't protect 100% of the time, 100% of the places, which is what we want, but it does come very, very close. How can parents use something like Circle where it does monitor? You know, you're saying your kid said an hour on YouTube. Well, you can look if you've registered your phone or an iPad or a laptop or your home computer or a Kindle or a Roku or an Apple TV. I could keep going on and on and on. It'll show you how much time your kid has spent on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all those kinds of things. So you can have those honest conversations when your kid says, I wasn't on Snapchat for three hours. And you're like, well, your phone was, you know, that kind of a thing. How can we use a device like this to help our kids navigate this world better?
1: Yeah. The great news is technology is helping us today uh, with our technology. And what. What that should drive is it should drive better conversations mm-hmm. so that when you go to the dinner table and you've said as a family, no connected devices at the dinner table, everyone, even mom and dad, has to put it someplace else. You can check uh, your circle device and go, okay, what are the things that my kids did today? Well, let's, let's have that conversation. hey. Uh, I saw that you were on Instagram for an hour today. Uh, tell me something cool you saw. I saw that you were on YouTube. I saw that you were on Minecraft. I don't care what it is. You just go, hey, what's, uh, what's something interesting you saw? What's something that scares you? Uh, what's something that your friend showed you? Those are all just questions. And because of things like Circle, we get to have better conversations today. Uh, it gives us insight. And insight should drive um, better relationships, which is really what we want as a parent.
0: That's right. It does. And I'll tell my story of it. I hooked it up to just my phone. Um, I had read some old reviews that said it slowed the internet down, and I was like, I'm not going to deal with that with Lauren, Lincoln, and Lucy trying to be on Netflix, and it's not buffering, and you know all that kind of stuff. So I just started with me. Um, there are no issues. I am a, a freak about high-speed internet. I am obsessed with it. I can tell you it doesn't slow it down. Rebels, we are out of time for today, but my goodness, I want to say a big thank you to Matt McKee for talking about this awkward subject. How do we protect our kids, our spouses, our families from pornography and some of the stuff that's going on online? And if or when it does happen in your home, how do you talk to your kids? How do you not heap guilt on them? How do you work your way through this? That's what we talked about with Matt McKee, talking about his book, Parent Chat. We also wanna thank Circle for sponsoring this broadcast. My goodness, what a clever device. Laura and I have this in our home, it is so neat. You plug it in, set it up via an app on your phone or your tablet, it is so easy to use. You can set time limits on apps, bedtimes, filter out pornography, have honest conversations with your kids about what's going on online. All thanks to Circle hundred bucks. Find it online at rebelparenting.org on the right-hand side. Click on the link. It'll take you right there. It's the first line of defense for protecting your kids and your spouses. So thank you, Circle, for sponsoring our broadcast. God bless everybody. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week talking with Sarah Beckman about her book, Alongside. Ooh, you're going to love that one. Love you all. Talk to you soon.